Are you looking to improve your putting stroke? Are you thinking of holding those demon six-footers that you've never been able to before? And you can't access some of the best golf coaches in your country? Well, fear not, because Skillist is here. Skillist is an app which allows you to access some great golf coaches across the world, including our very own host, Ollie Leet. You can send in a video of your putting for him to analyze before getting into a package of lessons. Make sure you check out the Skillist app now to download it on iOS and Android. Be the biggest, be the best, download Skillist. You are listening to Read It, Roll It, Hole It. He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Spado TV episode. This is Cedric from Spado Golf, and I'm here with a good friend of mine and a putting specialist, Ollie Litt. We are going to talk about putting today. We're going to talk about um, assessing, analyzing, training, and improving your putting using both Spado Golf and the Spado Putt solution. So we're going to put him on screen. Ollie, how are you? Good to have you, my friend. Cedric, thank you for having me. Look forward to it. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about you, um, where you're from, and what you do exactly? Yeah, sure, no problem. I'll give you the short story. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm from Aberystwyth. That's where I grew up, um, over in West Wales, and I turned pro when I was 21. So I moved to Cheltenham 13 years ago at Lilybrook Golf Club. Uh, I did my training there for three years. And then I joined Tim Hall at Ross and White Golf Club. And Tim was a, or still is a top pro. And he was very keen for me to start specializing in something. Um, so the short game was naturally where I went. And uh, that sort of went from short game into putting, really, uh, mainly. And um, yeah, sort of the rest is history, maybe. So been doing lots of digging, lots of learning the last nine, 10 years, specializing in putting. And I think the more I, learn the more i realize i don't know a lot and long may that continue <laughs> that's the way that's the way you dig deeper and deeper and deeper it kind of opens up so many things when you do that yeah absolutely absolutely lots of we've uh, seen each other hole. i remember we've seen each other a few uh, certifications and and the way that you know we're both passionate we want to learn we want to make sure that we know it all we know as much as we can so we can best uh, help our students i think like level of golfer for me is a bit more not really irrelevant i think i coach all level of golfers from tour players to beginner golfers to seven year olds to 70 80 year olds um i don't really have a, a preference to what golfer i coach i think the key thing for me is to work with dedicated golfers who really want to improve and they'll have a dream and I help them put a plan in place to, to achieve that. That's, that's simple enough. And, and on the putting side, do you have um, steps that you go through to first, I would say um, assess uh, and then maybe analyze and, and get some training in place to make sure that you can uh, evolve and, 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 and evaluate all this? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a system that I run through on the initial assessments. So the first time I meet them, normally two or three hours, we sit down, have a coffee, have a chat, get to know each other. Um, I think that's very important to start with. Um, then we start figuring out. So I very sort of clearly have a nice whiteboard in in uh, Ticken and Golf Centre in my in the, the hub, and I, I write down three words: what, why, and how. So what do they want? 
how do they oh sorry what do they want why do they want it and then i help them fill in the hows so i get to know them what do they want why do they want them and then uh, sort of start putting a plan together on how we're going to do that so that process will also will test them technically so we'll get them on the sand putt lab um, and then we go outside and we use spider putt so that's where we introduce the app to them um, and we get them onto the, the practice feature of the flat stick combine which is my favorite thing to do so as you know I think I've got over 130 students on there now. So we're going to the flat stick combine onto the pro. Uh, we normally go round one, which is uh, 36 foot. Is that right? Testing exactly. my uh, 36 33, foot. 33, 33 with a 2% right to left. Yeah. So, so it, it's fascinating when, when I do this, Cedric, because it, it really puts them under the cosh. Normally they've gone onto the putting green and hit putts. Nev never actually physically had to go and find a putt so i explained right you know we've got to go and find a 33 foot putt two percent right to left if they don't know aim point i'll say two percent is a medium break three is a big break and one's a small break so just go and find a medium breaking um 33 foot putt and all of a sudden you see that the panic set in and it's it's a great way for me to start managing and understanding what skills they're good at so you've got three main skills of green reading starting the ball online and speed or distance control so the app really highlights that so you know that you could be 10 putts in and go you know we've, we've sort of misread i know you said you're good at green reading but you've misread the first eight um you haven't been able to find that putt and you start having these healthy discussions and start to identify what their strengths and weaknesses are, but also it gives us a benchmark, right? So as you've got on the screen there, you've got 91%. So that would be a highly good score um, from my experience. So whatever score they're at, that's the benchmark. And then ideally when they start working with me, my, my goal is to make myself redundant really. And um, after three, four, five months, they, they get to a level where they can still come in and check in, but they don't need to see me on a regular basis. So that's my always my goal is to try and make myself redundant from that player from a, a regular basis. That's that that's really good. And, and like you said, the fact of using uh, the feature that you have in SpiderPod. Now, for the viewers that uh, are not aware with the SpiderPod, we've been talking about SpiderGolf quite a lot. And obviously we have solutions, putting solutions in SpiderGolf, but we went a little deeper with spider putt uh, uh, in putting those flag stick combined where you have on the pros 30 putts on generally longer distances. And then the mini combine is one session of 15 putts. So tw uh, le uh, twice less and then uh, having shorter putts, maybe more into pressure situation of having to make it. And these assessments, uh, like Ollie just said, are great to evaluate all parts of the putting that is needed to perform uh, and to improve uh, at a high level. You have that on the combined, but you can also, as a coach, use the free mode and therefore implement your own test. Uh, it could be just a, a spider test across around the hole. It could be a distance uh, progression that you're trying to implement or any test, any favorite test that you have in your training regimens that you want to uh, put your student into, 
you can do that using uh, SpiderPod. So a great tool to analyze the reading ability that we have here by switching the cursor there. We also have the distance control. And on the SpiderGolf, we can manage the process, which is the confidence and the uh, comfort that you put in place during the entire process to stay in the flow and get that uh, um, and get that ball where you want. So all these parameters could be assessed, then benchmark, and then train to improve those specific areas. Yet the main motivation of creating SpiderPod was to be able to give those tools to my students, our students, to be able to evaluate the putting. And uh, Ollie and I are both endpoint uh, certified coaches and having the method to be able to evaluate the aiming point in reference to the lateral slope, um, I wanted to implement that into the app and being able to provide this. And having, having said that, when you, when you use the app, you have the opportunity of, of inputting the percentage from left to right and right to left. Easy for endpoint user, but you can also use that uh, for non-endpoint user where you can go all the way to the left or all the way to the right to identify left to right and right to left, and then slowly increment the percentage into your routine uh, to specify which severity of the slope you're having most uh, problems or tendencies. So that was the first intention is as an endpoint certified coach, put that into an app and a solution. And then the second one was the combine that we just showed you, the flat stick combine uh, coming from David Orr, uh, a truly amazing and revolutionary putting coach that both Ollie and I met. And he's the initial ambassador of the app and he provided the flat stick combine both pro and mini being the founder of the flat stick academy absolute genius is that man and doing the uh those uh doing those practice uh drills for us i think it represents like a round of golf doesn't it so the the pro version has 30 putts which is kind of close to uh how many rounds a pro uh, how many putts exactly. a pro would have and four rounds like a four round tournament so it's um there's plenty of practice on there and that the flat stick combine is uh is made by our, our top man. Exactly. And we better write that down. We all better write that down. Write that down for sure. <laughs> now, when we talk about uh, specific metrics, uh, specific percentage make, uh, I, we tend to see, uh, or at least I do in my, in my coaching, I tend to see amateurs that are willing to make everything. They think that they see that on TV. Pros are making everything, so they have to hold it. And if they don't, it's a mess putt. Well, I think we need to readjust this. And for an information, a 50% mark on a tour player is at eight point, roughly at 8.5 feet. Um, this is where they make one out of two, uh, which is not a very big distance, to be honest. And then one out of three is 11 to 15 feet. And then 16 to 20 feet is one out of five. So where you think they make everything, in reality, they don't, and you shouldn't as well. That's why it's very important to benchmark your need and what you have to put in place to make sure that uh, uh, the emotions don't go crazy and you can still stay focused on your roadmap. Give you a, uh, another benchmark that you can use. On a six handicap, the half is at six foot. 
one out of two. And on the 12 handicap, the half is at five foot. So uh, five feet, sorry. So again, you think you want to make everything, but you don't. Instead, try to focus more on avoiding those three and four parts that are killing your scorecard. And this is by having to control the ball proximity a lot better, adapting to the speed of the green and making sure that you control that uh, that speed. What do you think on that, Ollie? Yeah, I totally agree. I think managing your expectations are massive, aren't they? And I think like what the pros do very well is hole out very well from three to five feet. They hold high percentage from that distance. But what we tend to do is watch telly and they make it entertaining telly by seeing golfers hold those 20 foot pats all the time. And we're like, oh my God, they're holding all those 20 foot pats. And as you just said, reality is they only hold one in five. Um, and I think from that distance, your average golfer will three putt more than they hold it. So um, I'm sure you've got a stat on that. But um, I think, you know, managing the distance and I don't, don't know about you, Cedric, but I think it's not vital to get the ball past the hole from 20 feet. And I think golfers can hit a putt one foot short of the hole and be annoyed. And I actually would say that's a world-class putt. Because everyone will have a, a sort of, if you're world class at touch, at stopping the ball where you intend to stop it, you'll stop it within 10% of the distance. So if you're 20 foot from the hole, you're going to be world class. You stop it within a four foot window. Now, logic says that if you put the hole in the middle of that four foot window, some will go in. The ones that go, you know, pin high or past the hole will have a chance. And the ones short are going to be close to the hole. If you were to move that window always past the hole, the reality is that the ones that are going three, four foot past the hole aren't going to go in anyway because they're, they're carrying too much speed. And then exactly. you're introducing a, a percentage chance of three putts. So I, I think it's one of the worst tips in golf is to never up, never in. I don't know if you have that in France, but that's a common uh, UK term is never up, never in. Well, I disagree. I think the, bring back the dustbin lid. Stop the ball within a dustbin lid. The only thing with a dustbin lid is it changes size, depends on how far away you are. So if you're 30 foot from the flag, stop it within three foot of the hole and, and you're doing pretty damn good. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, it, 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 does, it does depend, I would say, on the distance uh, and, and the make expectation. Obviously, uh, you want to give yourself enough chance and almost all the time enough chance to make that putt on shorter distance but on longer distance it's all about managing and management is control control doesn't mean that you have to pass the hole every time like you just said it's managing those three putt avoidance and making sure that you control your proximity uh yes that 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 cannot be uh that cannot be emphasized uh, enough you're absolutely right and and to be honest almost at all levels obviously professionals want to give themselves chances to hold those longer parts as well but but the fact of managing that strategy to ease the confidence and the comfort will actually make them stroke the putt better the, the ball will roll better and will get to the hole just by itself so it, it, it's all a combination of what you need to put in place uh, that's going to make it happen for you instead of forcing things just by listening to a specific rule that you have to put in place and not being able to adapt around this, 100%. Totally, totally agree.
So Ali, uh, as you know, we've had numerous conversations, some late at night with a, with a little drink of a, of a Bordeaux that we savor both of us, but, but mainly talking about, uh, mainly talking about the app, of course, the solution, but the putting in general and the, the philosophy behind it. And, and, and you mentioned a few things that, that really, uh, that really ticked. And, and I want that, if you can please that share that to, to all, with all of us, that'd be great. Yeah, no problem. I think, all good conversations after 7 p.m. have got to start with a glass of red wine. It's just, it's a must, isn't it? Drink Definitely. responsibly. <laughs> Definitely. Um, for me, said the the app is a real no-brainer, and what what I mean by that is, as as you do, I you know coach a lot of good golfers who are coming through the game and want to improve. And there's a lot of inspiring golfers, 16-year-olds off scratch who want to be tour players. And that's wonderful. You love to work with ambitious, you know, they're keen, they, they love their golf and they want to be a tour player. But what, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of these golfers have is they've got a dream, but they don't know actually, they don't know what that actually looks like. So, they're a scratch golfer, they're a good player at their club, and they say, I'm going to be on tour one year. But they don't actually know what that means. And what I like to help them with is to explain what that does mean. So, you know, to to get to a tour player, you're top 10 in the world, you need a scoring average, let's say, of 69, 69 and a half. To, so that might be 10 years down the line, and they need to know what their score average is now and a lot of golfers can't tell you that to start with and you need to then put stepping stones in between of the journey the 10-year journey from let's say if you're a scratch golfer and you've got a scoring average of 77 and you need to get to 69 so you've got eight shots over like a 10-year period you've then got stepping stones in between to achieving those goals to get to get there so like to get in the Walker Cup last year, you needed a score average of 70.3. If you had that, you'd be you'd be knocking on the door. So, you know, that you need to go from scratch to a to a plus three, plus four to start getting your wagger, to start getting into your, you know, in, into England golf or French France golf or into your national team to then represent your country to represent hopefully GBNI or in the Walker Cup and then get onto the clutch tour, challenge tour, European tour to the PJ tour. Let's not go into live conversation, but you've got like a 10 year journey there and you need to know what you've got to achieve to get there. And without measuring, it is completely I was going to swear then and say pissing in the wind. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, Cedric, but I could say you're, a dream is only a dream True. if you haven't got a plan. So I think you need to have a dream and then you need to have a plan in place to know what that looks like. And you've got to measure the performance. So one of the metrics is stroke average, but then you need to go into all areas, driving and accuracy, driving distance off the tee, um, you know, your approach shots are pro proximity, you're around the green, you're just your proximity. And then on the green, right, you've got your, you know, your make percentages. Are you holding 80% from five feet or are you at 70%? If you just come to me and say, I want to hold more putts, 
well, that's just pissing in the wind, right? You, we need to know if you've got a whole 80, you, we, from five foot, you've got a whole 80%, right? Are you holding 65 or 70%? Okay, so you are missing a few. Are they missing left or right? Or is it pace or is it read? And then we can start monitoring that to get that up to where we need to get to. So for me, you know, without spider before that i was really struggling to help golfers with that clear direction and for me it's the key source i know like you know i sound a bit like i'm doing a promo for you here and perhaps i am a little bit but i am you know extremely passionate and i've got live examples as i said i've got 130 of my students on the app and i wouldn't be using it if i didn't think it was going to help and yeah that's um uh, i don't know that's my uh why you if you're not using spider or other stat systems uh, can i say that you know that there are other ones and good ones out there of course i think spider's the best but there you know there are other you know other companies out there doing similar sort of stuff but um you know together you've got to get more golfers aware i think to 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 improve rather than just taking a lesson going on the range saying tuck your right elbow in a bit and that'll help you get better well will it why so that's uh that's why spider's a big part of my life in many ways that i'm i'm on the apps all day uh, or every day anyway no i i I really appreciate that and and i share i share your passion and obviously i share your philosophy as well we talked about like you said it's the road to your optimal performance and that dream can actually be a fact and you need to identify the goals and the benchmark to achieve that dream. And those goals and benchmark are gonna be on your roadmap. And if you can clarify that roadmap, it's gonna be so much easier for both the student and the coach to not only communicate, but put everything in place, monitor, and making sure that you are on the road to your success. Your success could be whatever it is, but it is your success and everything is established. I've seen a few, um, an analogy on that. I've seen a few uh, Dragon Dance episodes, which I love. And, and, And what is the first thing an investor is asking to those startups? Give me your numbers. I need your numbers. Great for the emotion, great for the personality, great for the story behind it. But what are your numbers? And it's exactly the same for us as coach. We need those numbers to make sure that we can evaluate properly and assess and get that roadmap in place to give you what you want, your dream. Definitely. No, it's cool. I love it. It's so like if I share with you a quick example with um, like Hartbury University have recently started using Spider Golf. And um, Ben, one of the chaps, um, is a good chipper, good player off scratch. And uh, he uh, has put the last two rounds in. So we've only had it two rounds. And he's a scratch golfer. He's 24. He's been, you know, a good golfer, played golf all his life. And in those two, might be three rounds, we've identified that on his short game, on his approach chipping, uh, that 50% of his shots go within a good distance. But the 50% that go out of that good distance are left. And we've just had a friendly discussion about this and gone, have you ever noticed that you miss left when you chip? And he said, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, it could be a, because it's only a small bit of data. Right. It could be a freak, but he's hit, you know, he's hit 
18 chips and nine of them have missed left. That can't be, I don't think that's a one-off. So, you know, it's opened healthy discussions. We've done some start line tests on his chipping and we've actually identified that on left to right chips, he definitely tends to underread the chip and then pulls them and pulls them too much. And it's great. So we're having discussions now about reading, you know, chips. And, you know, one thing he also said is that, which was quite smart, I thought, which was, he said, well, if I miss on the high side, it's going to finish close to the hole. And I'm like, he's thinking it's good. So there's always like a, a reason behind it. So just stuff like that. I just love it. You start having healthy discussions because it's not based off, oh no, my chipping's good. I never miss left. Exactly. It's like, well, no, the apps, the apps right there. It's telling you the facts. So and, it's cool. And, and, and yeah, no, that, that's perfect. And, and, and like you said, uh, it's just golf is such, it's a long-term sport. No matter how big your dream is, it's going to be long term. And to keep that motivation and to know that you're staying on that road uh, to your performance is, is key. It's key to come back. It's key to keep the smile on because God knows that at any level, and I'm sure you've all seen this on TV or anywhere else, we're not going to hit it dead straight wherever we are, we're aiming at, the, at every time. That's just not possible. So we need to manage this. We need to manage the highs and obviously manage the lows. But making sure that we on, stay on the same track and on the right track to get that dream um, is key. And those tools are helping. Like you said, there are many tools out there on the market, fantastic tools. So it's pretty much use the one that you want, use the one that you feel is most comfortable in answering all your questions and making sure that you put everything in place to get it. So that's a perfect transition with your tour player, that you coach at the moment. Uh, tell us about her and the work that you've been putting in place and and tell us about her dream. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah. I, I started working with Haley at the start of uh, the season and um, she's a real good player. And she's she's been doing well, but when she came to me, her stats last year, um, using another stat system, I think she was minus two strokes gained on the green. So she was making cuts, but never really in contention. And um, yeah, just, just obviously losing shots on the green. So we, we set um, set the plan up. We did the initial assessment. We did the spider putt test and we, we started working together. And what's been great to see using the app is you can see the progress so this is her last 10 rounds here where, you know, the, the strokes gained has been minus 0.4, 0.36, we'll call it 0.4. Um, so, you know, the first things first is that she's definitely saving, she's improving, which is good for both of us. Um, because, you know, if that wasn't getting any better, then we we need to try something else or try course, a different coach. Of course. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's got to be clear that we're improving so that's good and what's uh what's been nice as well is that using the app now Haley's come to see me next week i can i could definitely identify what we what we need to work on and uh has got like a pull bias so if we were to go back to like her overall performance just starting on the the sort of inside three foot putts yeah she so inside three feet, she's at sort of 97%, which is okay. But there's a couple missed there, which is a bit frustrating. Cut two left, I think, and one right. 
And then three to six feet, she's losing another 0.15 of a shot. And again, just not quite holding a fair share. So we talked about five foot being at 80% earlier and she's at sort of 74%. And if we zoom in a little closer there, I think there's a few more left than right. So again, the pull bias is there and she's losing, you know, quarter of a shot inside six feet by having the odd pull. Now, What's good is with Haley, we know exactly why that is. Um, it's it's something we've worked on all year. It's always been her pattern that she's got a pull bias. Um, so here she is. Yeah, so she certainly sort of comes out of her posture a little bit as she pats and her, her trail arm does uh, extend. So her elbow sort of straightens, if you will. And then the wrist goes into radial, which closes the club face through internal rotation of the, of the uh, of the shoulder. So, um, you know, when when she comes to see me next week, we know exactly what we're, we're still working on the same stuff, and we know that we've got to make it better because that pull bias is definitely there. Once um, we get to further distances, she's absolutely world class from like ten foot, six to ten foot, yeah inside 13 feet and this distance 13 16 feet this is where we start to see the distance control become an issue so there's a couple out of the magic area there 16 to 20 few out of the area and then 20 to 30 feet we come on to which is definitely where she hits a lot of her shots so she's hitting a lot of greens to this distance and i would say that you know this is the weakest area here where she's Playing some nice golf, she's hitting off the tee, she's hitting that seven iron into the green to 20, 30 feet. And the first putt is putting stress on her game, on putting stress on those three, four footers. Because I think on my last count on here said that 33% of her putts from 20 foot plus were outside of that 10% magic circle, as they call it. So one out of three putts is stressful. She's putting stress on her game on those be. short putts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, so sort of distance control is an issue. Why is that a distance control? It's because historically she's had a high acceleration through the ball, quite a slow, short backswing, and then has this sort of this movement, um, this um, movement that really accelerates a touch can be difficult. So, you know, when she comes to work next week, we know what we're working on. We're working on that right arm movement and we're working on her acceleration has it got better hell yeah which is really good um have we still got measure that. areas to improve that. yeah exactly we like can see that minus minus two to minus 0 0.36 is already a massive improvement uh, obviously and i'm sure she feels it just like you agree that you're on the right path and you're moving up and i'm pretty sure positive strokes gain will come very soon um but yeah. also uh, which it which is important that you showed me uh, earlier, and I'm going to put that on screen, uh, as far as the uh, assessing the lateral slopes that we talked about earlier with endpoint. If we focus on the 2% right to left and 3%, this is where uh, uh, you've mentioned where you've identified those pull bias. So not only it's interesting to see that there is a bias, but also you can singularly identify which slope and which, which side of the slope and which percentage of that slope is uh, uh, providing problems. So it's easier for the coach and the student to clearly identify what you guys need to work on. Exactly that. You know, th there's no hiding here, is there? It it's facts. Exactly. And, 
you know, uh, our good friend David Orr would always say that if you've got a pull bias, then your left to rights are going to be probably a little bit easier to manage. And if you've got a push exactly. bias, your right to left. And exactly. it's interesting where golfers, right-handed golfers typically think right to left are easier. Um, and they think it's because of eye dominance or the way they stand. And I definitely don't see that. And David sort of has talked us through this, that if you've got a push bias, if you, you know, most golfers, what would you say? 95, 90% of golfers have a push bias. And that's why 90% prefer the right to left putts um, because they're typically under reading putts, then pushing it and it becomes a bit easier. So for Haley, you know, she's got a two, three degree pull bias. Um, that has reduced from sort of four. Um, we're, we're trending, we're moving in the right direction. But it's still difficult, especially those bigger slopes on those right to left, because you're aiming, you know, a 15-foot putt, you're aiming a foot to two foot outside of the hole, and then she's just pulling it, you know, a, a degree or two, and it's just missing low all the time. So, you know, again, can we come up with strategies for her on her green reading process? It's not necessarily a misread, but it's... It's struggling to to keep it high enough. What can we train and work on drill-wise to encourage her missing high on right to left? That's definitely exactly. the, the sort of the third sort of secret to the source there, if you will, using a David Orr t- term um, to 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 manage those uh, those reads uh, those reads and those bigger slopes. So um, it's a uh, it's great. You know, it's I just love it because it's not like we're guessing. It's not like she's been away for two, three months. Oh, how's it been? Yeah, so I put it all right. It's been good. No, she's come in, and I know the three things we need to smash. Facts. Yeah, facts. Let's get to work. Cut the bullshit. Let's get into it. And it's it's even it's even easier for you because not only you're prepared, but you're best prepared at the right time when she comes in, and she might not have enough or a lot of time to 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 give you, and vice versa. But you want to make sure that that time is is 100 quality. And you can get the work done uh, on site or even uh, online uh, at distance. That's also something that is very interesting, but making sure that you have those facts so you know exactly what you guys are doing and where you are on that roadmap. Now, that's a, that's a beautiful success story, and I can't wait to see um, how she's going to go. And, uh, and I'll be monitoring that, as you know. <laughs> She will, she'll get there. You know, th- this year she, um, on, on her stats, you could pull them up at, um, a three round event down at Buckingham. I think it was, um, the first round she was plus 0.5 strokes gain. Second round plus 0.5 strokes gain. Three shot lead go. going to the last round. New go. experience, new situation, difficult conditions on the third day. Um, she lost by three on the day, but a strokes gain putting was minus six. So there was a breakdown in mentality, but also the technique broke down, wasn't strong enough. So there was more pulls. There was Comfort more zone probably as well. She might not 100%. have enough experience in that zone to be able to trust and, and, and get it going. 100%. So what's great is we know that she can do it. She can do it two out of three rounds. One, if that last round only needs to be minus two strokes gain. She wins. So the wind's coming around the corner. She's won some Rose stuff this year, but, you know, L.E.T. and then, you know, see where she goes from there. But it's it's exciting and it's, you know, that lesson next week, going back to that, it's going to be the easiest lesson I've ever given because I know what I'm doing. And exactly. it's not and it's not based on how I feel or I think. It's just facts. And um, 
you know, it's great. Okay, I've done the hard work beforehand, you could argue, and she's done the hard work putting the stats in. But, you know, to, to input a round, it takes about 10 minutes. It's not like it's a long time. And I think whatever level of golfer you are, 10 minutes after a round of golf isn't a long time if you're dedicated. Um, and that doesn't matter if you're a 16 handicapper and you're, you are minus five strokes gained and you want to get to minus two to get those single figures dream or your five handicap wants to get a scratch, it's still as important for that person as it is for Haley to go on and win on tour, you know? So, um, yeah. Amen. Doing, yeah, doing the right thing will get you where you want. That's for sure. And, and yeah, congrats, congrats to you both. Uh, I wish her, uh, I wish her the very best. And, and I really hope that she's gonna, she's gonna do what she wants as soon as possible. I know you guys are going to work uh, tremendously and you keep working the way that you guys are and it's going to happen so yeah very very uh very impressed on what you guys are doing so far Let, let's be very clear here cedric i don't ever hit a golf ball so there's nothing to do with me really she's the one who's putting the hard work in no, and you, doing, move, you move doing you move it. You, you move balls with your mind that's, that's even yeah, better. nothing to do with me i'm just here to help so ollie thank you so much for sharing uh, your dream, your philosophy, uh, everything that you've been doing with your students from beginner to tour levels. Uh, it's, it's truly inspiring. And like I said, it's facts. It's not just emotions. You have a roadmap, you have a clear plan, you know what you're doing and you know how to best help your student. And we all appreciate that. And as a matter of fact, I listen to your podcast. You have a wonderful podcast channel. I encourage our viewers to have a listen, great knowledge, great sharing experience, and 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 all the people that you have been inter interviewing, um, sharing so much, and even giving me a lot of uh, a lot of ideas, a lot of inspiration, and and it's like I said, it's passion, passion talking, and this is where you get the most out of it. So thank you again for being with us. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Cedric, for having me. It's been great to chat to you. And um, yeah, thank you with the podcast. It's, it's great. It's not, it's not, you know, we haven't really got a proper job. That's what I feel like. It's not, it's not work, is it? It's, uh, you know, the podcast is awesome. Talking to a load of cool people. Um, and we're just helping really cool people try and put a little bit better. So it's, um, it's awesome. And you keep doing what you're doing, man. Like without you, I'd be, I'd be lost. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, we're a match made in heaven, like a nice, Nice, fine, red, red wine or something like that, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> Read it, roll it, hold it, baby.